Ladies and gentlemen, people of all gender expressions, thank you for checking out the North Bank Media Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Strevens. Joining me on the show this evening by way of Zoom was Trevor Weeb. Uh, Trevor, I just met him earlier this summer on a film set. Uh, he's an interesting fella. He's a carpenter currently working in property restoration. He's a martial arts instructor. He's a film student, aspiring filmmaker, film producer. He's also a competitive knife and axe thrower, as you can see in the picture there. And he, he was also a former bouncer. So a lot of life experience and a lot to talk about. Um, yeah, Trevor, it's kind of a different approach here. Trevor reached out to me, wanted to pick my brain about, he's got to produce a music video. And I said, well, let's, let's have a conversation for the podcast. We talk about all kinds of things. And he was really more than willing to do it. And he did it on short notice too. Unfortunately, uh, I had a guest drop out uh, due to an injury in the family, but she'll be on next week, hopefully, and we can talk about that and hear more about that. But uh, Trevor filled in admirably. I really enjoyed talking to him. I was sorry to have to cut it off. I think there's probably one or two more episodes uh, for us in the future, but this is a great sort of introduction to who he is and uh, maybe the beginning of a, of a new uh, relationship, uh, working relationship for me. So in the meantime, please enjoy me and Trevor getting to know one another and this conversation with Trevor Weeb. Exactly that. You can try all you like, but you're—I mean—you're fighting with machines daily. Exactly, and they'll always win. <laughs> That's right. That's right. They're programmed to win. Exactly. It's Skynet, dude. I know. We're—it's all over for us, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you sound good, so that's that's awesome. I'm, I can record on my end. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I'm using my my fancy snowball, so hopefully that's nice. No, coming clear. So very nice. Yeah. Right on. Excellent. Man. Okay. This is awesome. It's like I uh, I told my wife yesterday, or yeah, yesterday, that I was going to be on a podcast. And she's like, whoa, really? You're, you're going to be on a podcast? That's cool. <laughs> Wait till she listens. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully it's good. Well, yeah. well, we'll do our best, Trevor, man. Thanks for jumping on. I'm I'm rolling, so let's get into it. How you doing? Awesome. I'm doing fantastic. I really am. Yourself? Yeah. No, not bad at all. I, this is kind of a different approach you said, let's meet for coffee so you can, you know, pick my brain or bounce some ideas around. I said, well, let's record it so I can exploit you. And you were willing, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Might as well, right? Well, yeah. So so where are you at kind of in your in your filmmaking journey? And what is it you think that maybe I can can help you with? Well, I, I actually, uh, I, I'm in my third semester at the Toronto Film School online in their okay. video production diploma. Um, and our final project for one of the course I'm in is a, uh, to produce a music video. Mm. That's the whole thing. Okay. And I've never done anything like that before. And they like, they're going through courses and stuff, but I was just like, um, I, I saw that you were, you, you, like, you asked me last week, I think it was, if I wanted to help with the music video. Mm. And I was like, oh, he has music video experience. I'm going to like, you know, our, our teacher is going through everything and all that. But I was like, I, I need to get as much information as I can mm -hmm. so that I don't fuck this up. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if we're allowed to swear. Oh, no, on this, you can swear. You can say anything you want. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, all right. That's cool. Uh, but yeah, so I was just like, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna try and, and pick everyone's brain. Like I've already watched mm. a bunch of music video or uh, uh, YouTube videos on how to do it and, and proper techniques and how cool. to do like the multicam in Premiere Pro mm-hmm. and all that. Uh, but I was just like, hey, I have a professional right in front of me. Let's pick his brain. You know, right so, on. Very yeah. cool. Well, I just I actually was on a music video set last week for two days. Uh, I don't know that they're so different from from any other kind of movie making, I guess you do just have to worry about if you are going to be syncing with the lyrics, that's, that's a whole issue for sure. But, um, yeah, I don't think there's any, any special sauce to a music video that you wouldn't, you wouldn't do for any other production, you know? Okay. Cause I was wondering if there's a difference in like, in the settings of the camera, like the shutter speed, the aperture lighting. Cause mm-hmm. I know music videos tend to be a lot faster and, and faster pace. Like, mm-hmm. do you, do you speed up? the the recording time like your uh, frames per second do you make them faster do you slow them down uh like that's the, that's kind of mm-hmm. thing I, was, I wasn't sure about because i've never done it before you know right well i think it's it's not when you your your instructor wants you to produce this video does that mean you have to build a crew or or who's shooting it who's who's lighting like how does that work well, that's the thing. The I've actually um, uh, reached out to a local band here called Tooth and Nail in Edmonton, okay. and uh, they're they're doing a performance at the Tavern on White okay. on the twenty eighth. So my plan was to well, I'm, I'm hopefully meeting with them this week to kind of talk over like what song they want to do and mm-hmm. and what I want to do is is meet with them, talk about the song, but also talk about like what's the feeling behind the song, right? What inspired the song, right? And kind of get an idea of, of um, uh, like why they felt this, this had to be produced and, and all kind of stuff. And then from there decide, okay, how am I going to shoot it? Like mm-hmm. I want to do some live action, but then maybe do some, something else, maybe mm-hmm. like just their jump back and forth between like their stage show and maybe a rehearsal or mm. something like that. Right. And, and I wasn't sure cause it, it's, if they're also punk rock. So I don't know if that's filmed any different than like a country video or a rap mm. video or, you know, again, total amateur. So <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Well, good yeah. questions to ask. I think, I think it all, go, it does go down to what is the story you're trying to tell. And then to me, like, you know, people talk about the cinematic image all the time, but to me, cinematic mm-hmm. means the any technical choice with iris, shutter speed, color, lights, whatever, camera movement, it all has to serve the story, you know, right. and, and inform the viewer about something. So okay. I, I think you're in the right, on the right path to sit down with a band and say like, where did this song come from? And what's kind of the underlying meaning that we can maybe visualize? Right. Okay. So, so as far as technical settings, lighting, stuff like that, it's all just kind of whatever looks good for the band kind of thing. I really think so. Yeah. Like come up with a, a okay. visual scheme, a style, a plan that maybe, you know, maybe they have a visual aesthetic based on album covers or their live show or fashion, whatever it may be. I think you want it mm-hmm. to be on brand, you know, like the, I did three music videos in the last maybe six months with a, an artist named Electric Religious and he's uh he's like blues rock. I can send mm. those to you. Yeah, but he's 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 all about like you know neon colors, you know bright saturated colors. So the director said, well, we need to work that into at least one of the videos, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's more and more. I mean, everybody's doing music videos these days, but to me, it has to really put the performer front and center in some novel way. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, that makes sense. But cool, cool, awesome. cool. All right. Yeah. Well, good talking to you. Yeah, you bet. <laughs>
So how did you, um, I guess I'm curious, like at this point in your third semester, you haven't done much hands-on production just yet or, or where are you? No, no, not really. Um, I did a couple of little videos. We did one video uh, in my second semester where it was like a meaningful thing. So I had mm. to talk, uh, do a video about, I guess, two minute video about something that was meaningful to me. Okay. And I did it on uh, knife and axe throwing because I'm a competitive knife and axe thrower as well. Cool. So I, I did that. Uh, that's the only thing I've really done as far as video production. Okay. Um, I have done a few things before I started taking doing school. Um, I, I used to work for a home builder in Edmonton mm -hmm. in the warranty department. Mm -hmm. Right. And I used to, I used to have to go to people's homes and, and talk to them about really like, I, I don't want to say they're dumb little things because it's just <laughs> that they don't have the experience sure. of dealing with homes. Right. A lot, not a lot of people do anymore. So I used to get called to go to their homes to like change the battery in their smoke detector or find out, you know, why their garage door wasn't closing. Well, they had something in front of the sensor, something mm -hmm, like that. Sure. Right? Just little things. So just little things, but it would take, you know, an hour out of my day, you know, mm -hmm. hour and a half, whatever it was for me to drive to their house, deal with the problem, drive to the next one, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so I went to my, my bosses and I said, Hey, how about I produce these videos so mm -hmm. that rather than go to their house, spend the time, whatever, I can just send them a link, nice. watch this video and do it for them. And, uh, and I produced about four of them. Okay. Um, and then I got fired. So <laughs> <That bad. laughs> I don't, they, were, I don't, <laughs> they were that bad, huh? I guess. Yeah, no, they were, they were well-received. Everyone okay. loved them. It's just, I was fired for other reasons. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but then, uh, I, I was, I was actually fired for no reason at all. Oh, to be totally honest. Sounds about right. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but I got a, I got a, decent severance package from them okay so i was wondering what we should do with the, with the, the money and i was talking to my wife about it and she's like look you want to you want to do this you don't want to do construction anymore mm -hmm. so go to school do do film school mm -hmm. and i was like okay sure so and yeah, that now i do film school <laughs> so was so was that something then that like you always wanted to do that since you were a kid or, or, or yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have always wanted to do movies, uh, either an actor, there was a time where I wanted to, um, uh, be a stunt man. Oh, cool. I really wanted to be a stunt man. Um, <laughs> but I never did it cause I was a chicken shit. Um, it's fair. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. I uh, didn't want to leave the comfort of home and, mm. and take that big risk and, and end up homeless on the street, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. So I never did it. But now, you know, I'm almost 40 and I'm like, oh, shit, why not? Right. Well, so exactly. Yeah. Live. You might as well go for it, really. At least, yeah. go, at least then, you know, you went for it. Yeah. What do the kids say? YOLO or whatever? Yeah. 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 <laughs> YOLO. <laughs> sure. YOLO. Well, it's true. As far as we know, you only live once. Yeah. So you only live once. Might as well enjoy it. Right. Absolutely. Like One why? Why do a job you hate when you can do something you love? Man. I talk about that a lot on this show and I think it's got to be true. It's like time is limited. What are you going to do with it? You're going to, yeah, you got to serve yourself first. I think. You know? Exactly. That's exactly it. Like, yeah, I was listening to, uh, to your first episode there, uh, oh. with, um, uh, Marcio. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and his story. And I was like, oh yeah. Okay. That's, uh, yeah, I'm that's, glad I'm doing this. <laughs> that's a hell of a story. <laughs> yeah. That's a hell of a story. Yeah. So, but he went for it in all ways, you know, he just, I mean, I don't remember, did he talk about how he was, you know, had kids and living on a mattress in somebody's house and just believing in this business and, and just nothing but willpower and determination to do it. 
you know? Yeah, ex- exactly. And that's what you got to have to do anything in life, really. So yeah. I think that's true. I didn't know you were, I mean, we only met the once. I didn't know you're married. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, married. Uh, oh. We've, we've, uh, <laughs> we've she's been right together there? for, she's, no, she's not. Okay. Uh, no, we've, we've been together for, uh, actually this October, it'll be 15 years. Oh, wow. We've been together. Uh, so we, we were, we were together for, for a year and then I proposed and 14 years later, <laughs> you know, we just, yeah, just hasn't happened. Hey, that's, so hey, that's both it's been finances. And, yeah. It's been finances. And, and she was in school for, for a couple of years, uh, mm-hmm. being, becoming an accountant. So oh, right on. Well, that'll, yeah, help the money the just wasn't there. that'll help with the finances. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, one yep. thing before we get out of the, out into the outer space, one reason sure. that, well, let me ask you this first. That music video, well, no, it wasn't the fight scene, the single, the short film shoot that we met on. Yes, Vigilantes. What was kind of your impression of that whole thing? Because that was about as nitty gritty and indie as you could really ever do a thing. You yeah. Know, there was hardly, that was bare bones. Yeah, exactly. That was that. That was a, a no budget, I like to say, because <laughs> nothing, nothing against Chris. He's a great guy. Oh, but no way. Yeah. Nothing against yeah. Chris. Because he has what you have, and I think what I talk about, what I like to think I have sometimes is he's got a belief, man. Like that guy's got kids, he's got a job, he's out in the middle of nowhere ass Alberta, and he's like, I want to make a movie. Anybody, yep. movie is an art, I, I think movie is an art form that is is for the people. You know, it's accessible to all people, especially now with the technology. So he's a guy mm-hmm. that says, why, why not? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, I I thought it was great. He's he really seemed to um uh to have his ducks in a row. Like even though he didn't have much of a budget, it was like he knew what he wanted mm-hmm. and he knew the shots he wanted and he wasn't afraid to go for it, right? Because there were there were a couple of things where where I was like, okay, like Chris, is, is this what you want? And he was kind of like, uh, and I'm like, no, dude, if you don't like it, fucking tell me right. and we'll switch it. We change it. And then he was like, Okay, yeah, no, I don't like this. Let's change it. And I'm like, all right, cool. It's it's your show, right? right. Uh, so yeah, no. As far as as far as the actual production itself, I thought he he like he had it all storyboarded, and uh, he really, like I said, he has his ducks in a row. He knew what he wanted, and I think it was a great a great shot, a great shoot. Like I thought it was great. I I agree. Like I look back on it a little bit. Just because it was like the, the weather was was a challenge, you know, it was oh. we're out in the middle of nowhere. It's like all those guys were non-professional actors. Obviously, you built them up into a little bit of being able to fight a little bit and all that. But yeah, the one thing and you're right that what saved him was that he had that shot list and he knew what he wanted. Like, yeah, I've been on sets where, where we're just kind of winging it and it's the director and the cinematographer going, what about this? What about this? It's like, how about not that? Have a shot yeah. list Ex- and have a exactly. shot schedule. Take your shot list yeah. and then, okay, because because you know this is like if the camera's looking this way and all the lights are pointed this way. We shoot everything, doesn't matter, and where it is in the story. Then we exactly. spin. Then, then we spin around. Then we drive down the road to the next spot. So that'd be, I guess, one other yeah. piece for you. Yeah, do everything all at once and then change the camera and then do it again. Right. Um, you know, actually, going back to music videos, when you if if you're shooting a live uh, like a a performance. Mm-hmm shot do you have them uh do the song a couple of times or do you just is it just once and well if it's live in front of an audience like yeah that's tough that's tough if it's staged for an audience then yeah you do it whatever five times but if it's Mm -hmm. a live show that they're playing i think you get you get what you get and that's that's tough yeah 
Because what I was thinking about doing is saying like, okay, let, let's, let's, you guys play it in your, in your list mm-hmm. whenever you want. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, five, six songs down the line, whatever it is, we'll play it one more time mm-hmm. and then get another shot. Like, I don't know if that's professional to ask or, mm-hmm. you know, if, if that's something that would work. I don't hate that idea. I think, I mean, if the fans, I mean, it's interesting. I've never really thought about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, where's the show being played at a bar probably or? Uh, yeah, the Tavern on White. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, so it's a, it's a really small venue. Um, I think it's like 50 people, 60 people. Like it's not a it's not a big show. Um, but that's what I thought because with, with local bands, a lot of times the people that are coming are like, fans they're right. like rabid fans mm-hmm. and if they like the song if it's a popular song they wouldn't mind hearing it you know two three times so i figured maybe asking them to play it once in their in their song list and mm-hmm. then maybe at the end of the night as an encore or whatever you know play it one more time get a couple extra shots mm-hmm. maybe they do something different they kick with their left leg rather than their right leg whatever sure. yeah you know <laughs> something <laughs> different that i could i could just kind of fit into there so i don't mind that i think That's what i kind of thought Throw it out there. See, I mean, they could even make a joke of it on stage to the fans. You know, we're, you know, we're prima donnas. We're going to do it again for the cameras or whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, there you go. It can't hurt. I don't think. It's not yeah. like people are going to storm out. Well, I should hope not. Yeah. I, think. <laughs> I would feel terrible if they did. Oh, well, hey, they're getting a music video out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. Yeah. So what, uh, yep. what's going to be your role on this? Like, are you building a crew or what's the plan? Oh man, right now it's it's really low budget. I do have a buddy of mine that's um that is also in the uh the film school, the same classes that I'm in. Mm-hmm. Uh he lives in St. Albert. Mm-hmm. So okay. he's he's gonna come give me a hand. Um I was possibly gonna recruit my wife and uh <laughs> see if I have uh you know someone else that can that can come and hold a camera mm-hmm. uh for a little bit, right? But yeah, I, I mean I wanna do as much as I can myself to just kind of learn right the whole process, right? So, cause that's, that's my ultimate goal is I, I don't want to, like we talked about on the set there, I don't want to pigeonhole myself into just being a DP, just sure. being, you know, sound, whatever. I want to do everything. I want to be the creator. Right. And I, I know eventually I'll have to hire people to come and do that, mm-hmm. but I want to, um, I want to learn as much as I can so that I know I, so they know, I know what I'm talking about. Right, I'm not talking out of my ass. Sure. So that's the plan. No, that's cool. I've, that's good. Yeah. That's good to know that. That was something that was said to me early on. It was like you need to do every role a few times because then you know when you're the producer or executive producer, who's bullshitting mm-hmm. you, who's doing the job right, how long should this take, how much should this cost, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's the big one is how much it should cost, right? right? So well, and the money can. I mean, it's, it's endless. You can spend as much money as you want. <laughs> you can spend more Only money than you have it. <laughs> ah. <laughs> can't, can't spend money I don't have, dude. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the bank will give you tons of money to spend. Yeah, but they want it back. That's right, they want it back. With so, <laughs> and with interest, you know. Mm-hmm. So, well, I'll talk to your accountant yeah. about that. Maybe there's some. But I... well, my my wife's the accountant, right. so okay. This is there's going to be some problems. Maybe there's going to be some problems. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I got a good credit score, but not that good. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Well, so then, so then I think doing it on the, well, how, what does the school expect you to put up your own money and, and look after the whole thing yourself or how much support are they giving? Oh, none. No, no, no. It's totally, it's totally on me. Um, I, 
I don't think they're expecting me to do what I'm doing. Okay. Um, I, I think that's more about like, just find a song and create a, you know, an abstract music video about it. Uh, I'm the one that's actually reaching out and, and thinking I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to go for it. If I'm going to go for the grade, I might as well get an A, right? Well, yeah, good so, for you. I mean, you might as well shine yeah. by comparison to, I mean, even if it's whatever, technically not great or, or just okay. As long like you went for it, you talked to a band, you built an idea, you scripted it and you went for it. Exactly. I think that's great. Yeah. So, but I think like the, the three music videos that I did, two of them, two of them had like perform a performance aspect with like the band on stage, or maybe just the one, okay. but you know, that's typical. Like you see the band on stage playing, but then there's some kind of narrative, some kind of story that, that kind of is intercut. Do you, do you foresee mm-hmm. some, even if it's, even if for you, it's just a guy walking down the street and he meets a girl or whatever the song's about, you know, like. Do you foresee doing yeah. like a, a kind of scene like that as well? That is my plan. And that's why I'm starting it early because mm-hmm. we're the, the project isn't due until I think like third week of September. Mm. Um, and, and usually they start the assignment like two weeks before. Okay. And I'm like, I'm building a whole music video. Fuck that. <laughs> I need to start now. Start now. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I actually started uh, about a, a uh, about two weeks ago, I started, I reached out to a buddy of mine who knew lots of local bands and okay. I was like, Hey, can you, you know, so I've been, I've been working on this for about two weeks already. Nice. So yeah, my, my plan is to get as much done. So yeah, like I was thinking I would, I would do their live shot or their live, their live, uh, live show. Mm-hmm. And then again, talk about it with them, see what they want. Do you want to go to a park and walk through a park? Do you want to go walk downtown? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, in the river Valley, Go check out a North Bank once in a while. You know what I mean? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So that's so, yeah. do you, so it's punk music, but is the song pretty pretty hard and heavy and or or uh, you know a lot of their songs uh, they they aren't super hard. Uh, they're 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 actually really good songs. I, I really enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know which one they want yet mm. or how they want to do it. So um, that's again it's one of one of the things I want to find out when we're doing it because they have an album out uh, on Spotify. Uh, okay. but there's only seven songs on there. So I'm, sh- I'm assuming they have more than that. They just haven't released it as an album yet. Right. So, um, yeah. So I just, I'm just going to kind of go to them and be like, okay, what, what song do you guys want? And then we'll go from there. Right on. Well, this is good for them. Oh. I really like, I, I just, this thing I just did was about a $10,000 budget. So, I mean, they're getting something very valuable basically for free from you. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. hundred percent. Cool. So do you have shoot dates yep. picked out? I guess you do for the live show for the live show. Yeah, that's, that's about it. So I'm, I'm still trying to, cause we're, we're supposed to meet on Thursday, but then Thursday doesn't work for this guy. So they're going to do Saturday, but then Saturday doesn't work for that guy. So mm-hmm. it's like, uh, just pick a day guys. Like <laughs> I need an hour, I need an hour of your time. Ar- so. <laughs> Artists, right? Yeah. Right. They're so <laughs> flaky. <laughs> okay, one thing about shooting a music video is you don't have to pay a sound guy unless now yeah. I say that, but also if you are, if you're recording sound at the at the venue, definitely get a feed from the soundboard if you can. You know, like mm. you you want to talk to the sound guy there and get if you have like a Zoom recorder or, or something that can take mm-hmm. a feed right out of their soundboard, so you have that clean mm. performance audio. Right, because because it was like the, the the videos that I've seen were just using um uh like you you have them sing the song to a track mm-hmm. and then you just synchronize it to the track for sure that's that's the way i saw it done so i just you edit your own music videos too or no have i i've never cut a music video 
you don't, you don't do that part. You just no. do the recording part. Yeah, I've done. Yeah, I was like, I did camera lighting, some grip stuff on these. So yeah, more more the production side. Oh, okay. But okay, that's a good point. Like the band always will send the editor the, ma- the master of that song, and it's just when they do it live, it might mm-hmm. be different, right? And the sync might not be perfect, but it's punk. I don't, mm. know, I don't know if that matters. That's, you know? Yeah, exactly. You I could always I could always use the the live action as like a B roll kind of thing. I think that's the uh, I think that's so, the move. Yeah, you know, use the live action and, you, and shoot some slow mo, shoot some fast shutter stuff, like make it you know, make it, okay, this is cool. We're in a different universe or we're in a different part of the universe here. And then Mm -hmm. maybe there's a controlled live performance or a staged performance later that you get, or, or it's that, that's that narrative angle, but Mm -hmm. either way, yeah, the the clean music is what unites the whole thing, I guess. Right. The the track itself. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So cool. Yeah. That's uh that's a big one, man. That's not easy. Actually. It's, there's a lot of moving parts. So yeah, that's why I'm I'm very nervous about it personally. So I'm just gonna do as much research as I can before I even turn on a camera, right? And just be like, how do I do this? <laughs> so so and you're in your third semester, and there hasn't like you were saying, there's been mm-hmm. some small hands-on. But what are you learning mostly then? Like, what's the what are they instructing you about? Um, a lot of what I'm doing is is uh, like there is editing. So mm-hmm. so music editing. Like what, the project I'm working on today for mm-hmm. the that's due on Sunday is um i'm taking clips or we're giving clips from the show breaking bad okay and then we're supposed to edit those into a um into a movie trailer okay yeah so i have to you know edit that and make it look like a movie trailer so that's that's gonna be fun um (laughs) so that's in the editing class and then i also have a, a digital um digital series production so it talks about the 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 building of a digital series writing the script writing the bible you know talking to producers that kind of thing cool right like the the actual nuts and bolts of getting a show from your brain onto the screen so yeah so that's what a lot of it's been has been a lot of writing stuff okay so kind of the higher not the higher end but like the less production more i guess creation development that sort of thing exactly yeah like the digital series stuff cool so so does that intrigue you more like i know you said you're gonna do everything in the course of your career but mm-hmm. i believe you said you you kind of want to end up as the writer director producer's role more yes like yeah the, more of a creator because a i just have yeah i have so many ideas for tv shows that i just i'm like i need to get them out of my brain because <laughs> it, it's exploding they're claw yeah they're um, taking up space they're taking up a lot of space and like, I got to get them. I got to get them on paper. I got to get them on screen. Cause it's, uh, it's, it's actually funny. Um, one of my coworkers was asking me once he's like, you're in, you're in film school. Do you, do you find it hard to be creative when it comes to like coming up with ideas and stuff? And I'm like, no, I have the exact opposite problem. My brain is always going. Interesting. You know, can't stop. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> it just can't stop. Like right now I've got, I've got a TV show that I'm working on for, for my uh, school. Mm-hmm. I've got two other shows that I'm kind of constantly thinking about and working on. Mm-hmm. And then I've got another five or six ideas just kind of fluttering around in the back of the brain. <laughs> right. So it's just, it's constantly going. Has it always been that way? Yeah. Yeah. It's always, my brain doesn't <laughs> shut off. Right. It's, it's always been that way. Ever since I was a kid, I can remember um, my brothers and I got two brothers and then uh, my uh, a cousin of mine that was really close to when I was a kid. Uh, we're still really close, but uh, we came up with our own version of Power Rangers. Okay. 
<laughs> and we used to we used to act out our episodes of defeating the villains and stuff like that. So, and then I've often found myself, you know, uh, even recently, it it it, uh, it drives my wife nuts. But I'm constantly talking to myself. Excuse oh. me, I'm constantly talking to myself <laughs> because it's always like I'm talking about my shows or whatever. Sure. And uh, but I don't want to disturb her, so I'm whispering. I'm like, oh, I gotta do this. Oh. I gotta, oh, it's just, and she's like, what are you saying? Just talk. <laughs> like, stop whispering. It sounds funny, weird. That's <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. So yeah, it's, it's always it's always going. Do you, it's always going. Do you write a lot? Like, are you getting it out in some other way? Uh, I I have been writing a lot. Yeah, uh, whenever I have time. Right. But uh, yeah, it's it's been a lot of um, like I have a notebook that I carry with me now. Mm. So it's like I have an idea. Oh, scribble it down in the notebook, and then when I get home, I I put it on the computer where it's safer. Yep. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's constantly, constantly going. That'd be something mm-hmm. I'd recommend, I guess. Sounds like you're doing already, but writing, journaling, whatever. Be- mm-hmm. Because then you're not the guy whispering on the bus, you know? It's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what if all the crazy guys on the bus yeah. whispering just were full of good ideas and they had to get them out? Ooh. Oh, maybe there's so what you're saying is I should have a, I should have a recorder and I should go sit beside them and just record them right. talking. There could be more and good then make stuff. That, it could be. <laughs> yeah because they i mean a lot of times there's like five or six voices going off in their head so right right they got a whole, know, right? <laughs> a whole seinfeld episode going on in their head oh, exactly that's, that's not you nice. never know no no that's <laughs> no it's not trying to be more trying to be more compassionate these days but it was a joke it was a joke exactly it's <laughs> it's all funny is that, is there anything not i'm not wrapping this up or anything but is there anything mm-hmm. else that's kind of sticking out like you, you you think about i gotta do this music video I don't understand X, Y, Z. I don't know. I think that was pretty much it. Like I, I've got the rest of it kind of figured out in my head um, because I have watched like when I was a, uh, a kid, I, I used to watch uh, uh, CMT okay. all the time. For sure. Right. And I was, I'm, I'm a country boy and okay. I love country music. Um, don't judge me. No, but, no. Uh, <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. Yeah. So I used to watch a lot of music videos. So I have a, a, an idea mm-hmm. about how they're supposed to look. But uh, again, it was more the technical side of it, sure. the the different camera angles, the different camera lenses. Like, is there a certain, mm-hmm. is there a certain kind of lens that you use more than, than not like a, a narrow focus or a wider angle? Like That's interesting. I don't think it's, I don't think there's any difference with any other kind of movie. It's like the, the, no. the shot choice has to serve the the story. So if you, right. but if you, you may choose stylistically, I want to shoot just a shitload of close-ups. you know, hands on guitars, eyes, mouths, that whatever shoot tight. Maybe you, I mean, yeah, you don't maybe need to see a whole wide shot of the half empty bar for sure. But mm-hmm. again, it, it's got to suit what you, what you really want the story. What information are you conveying here? Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Although that makes sense. I just, this thing I was on, they, they use like $10,000 anamorphic lenses, which are. <laughs> Just incredible, man. So, what are they? They're, they're uh, so I'm gonna embarrass myself now, but they're they're called they're anamorphic <laughs> lenses. And basically, okay. you you get the same sort of you get a lot more compression, like depth compression, but you it's also quite a wide at a wider angle, generally. Right. So it's just it's a very cinematic, almost. I mean, we're shooting a western, like cowboys shooting guns and stuff, and it it just looked like those old Hollywood westerns, like the big wide frame. You know, even in a close-up, the frame is is wide somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little wider than See, that's sixteen by nine. It's like a a wide, wide cinescope frame almost. You know, 
Okay. Cause that's, that's actually uh, the project that I'm working on right now for school. Mm. The Bible is it actually a comedy Western oh, TV cool. show. Cool. So, so that's, that's good to know. Where, where did you guys film? Way down South, South of Drumheller. We were by Brooks right in the bad, okay. in the badlands. Yeah. Like I, I was lost. I had no idea where I was, but <laughs> was it like an old ghost town or uh, no, there was no towns. It was all just like desert coolies. It was all outdoors. It took place. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like a saloon or, no, or down no. a main street or something. Oh, okay. No, it was a, no, yeah, that's a good point. I expected that, but it was all outdoors. Mm. It's, it's so different down there. Like when you get south, you know, south of Calgary or whatever, or east, I guess, south and east of Calgary, it's just like, I'm on the moon, you know? <laughs> yeah. The land, yeah, exactly. The land changes. Yeah. Down in the hoodoos. The hoodoos. That's right. No yeah. doubt. How did you, um, how did you, originally meet up with chris like we should say that you and i met on the set that chris uh damn what's his last name i forget already value chris value chris value right yeah he put this little thing together and, but he had you as like a stunt coordinator yeah flight choreographer yeah cool uh so it's actually one of those uh kind of serendipitous things because mm. he actually reached out to the head instructor of my school that i teach at i teach muay thai kickboxing okay um at rashido martial arts on nice. the hat i love it yeah. Uh, so I, I teach Muay Thai and he actually reached out to my head instructor, uh, Mike, mm-hmm. but when, when he was originally planning on scheduling or uh, shooting it, he, um, uh, Chris, um, or sorry, Mike wasn't able to make it mm. and he knew I was in film school. So he was like, Hey, do you want to do this? And I was like, yeah, sure. Of course I do. So, uh, Mike sent me the email and I called Chris and I was like, Hey man, I'm, you know, I've, I've done some stunt stuff, some fight choreography. I've done mm. some seminars with some different guys. Uh, you know, I, I did, uh, I, uh, one day seminar with Peter Kent, who was, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger stunt double. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> I got to work with Peter Kent and uh, Nathaniel Arcand, uh, nice. and, and they did stunts here. Yeah, it was really, really awesome. Uh, I learned a hell of a lot. It was really cool. Um, but yeah, and then I just reached out to him and I said, Hey, I want to do this. And he was like, yeah, man, that's awesome. Hmm. So yeah. Okay. And, and so how did you? How did you feel about that? Because those those kids that were fighting, like they were not fighters, <laughs> right? They were not fighters. No, <laughs> not even a little bit. Um, I I kind of felt it 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 fit the story because I talked a lot about that with Chris while we were doing the choreography while we were setting up. I was like, are these kids trained fighters? Like they're being trained by the one guy Tito, right? Right, the one character. Um, but are they? Are is he trained? Or is he just a backyard brawler who picked up some stuff watching Jackie Chan movies, sure. right? And, yeah. and, and that's like, that's like, yeah, they were, they were very raw. They were very untrained. They just looked rough. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, then they'll be perfect, right? <laughs> uh, because, because like one thing I know from teaching is that in, in the first couple of months of training, the people look rough, right? Mm. It's just the way the, you know, elbows are up and they pull their punches way back here. Mm. And and that's, you know, that's how people fight because that's how they, it looks on TV, Mm. right? What they don't understand is that when they do it on TV and they do like the big haymaker, what they're doing is they're telling their actor, it's like, Hey, I'm going to punch you now Mm. without telling them, Hey, I'm going to punch you now. Right. So it's always like big movements to, so that you see the punch coming. Right. Mm-hmm. It, Unfortunately, it, people tried to use that in real life and it doesn't work. <laughs> right. So, 
Yeah, because I was a I was a bouncer for oh, for okay. five years. I was a club bouncer. Oh wow! And I yeah, I had a I had a lot of people try to throw a punch at me, and they were just like way back here. You saw and it I'm coming. Like, <laughs> saw it coming a mile away. I went and had a drink first, and then right. I came back and fought them. Right, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, but it was uh, it was just really easy to. I saw it coming, defended it, and got them out of the bar, and you know, no problems. So, hmm. uh, but as far as as far as them, yeah, they they look raw. They looked untrained. Mm-hmm. Chris wanted. He wanted them to look untrained. He wanted them to look unpolished. Mm. So that's why I was like, yeah, that's great, man. It's interesting though. Yeah, they're unpolished, but they're out there throwing absolute bombs, like breaking mm-hmm. no- breaking noses and I don't, do people live like that? Do people go I, out, I mean maybe out in that sm- part of the world. That part small of the world. Small town Alberta. Alberta <laughs> like yeah. you know, uh I grew up in a small town. There wasn't much to do, so fight. Why not beat the shit out of each other, right? Right. <laughs> it's better than drinking and doing coke so sure it is yeah but, yeah <laughs> yeah i think all those things go together don't they the fighting the coke the the drinking well, you know kind of numbs the pain so sure, sure. good <laughs> yes. painkiller well i gotta yep. ask more about the bouncing that's so, you don't do that anymore no 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 that's a young man's game <laughs> yeah no any that's uh, a young man's game yeah i bet did you do in edmonton in Edmonton, yeah, yeah, I uh, I worked at I I started off at uh, the Purple Onion. Oh, nice. Back when that was a okay. thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah, that. I was, yeah, I was just kind of casual there, just kind of whenever they needed me, hmm. I would just go in and, and work the work the door there. Um, you know, the funny thing is that I didn't have a lot of fights. I didn't have a lot of people get rowdy hmm. because I mean I'm I'm six one, and at that time, you know, two forty, two fifty, so. They were a little less willing to throw with me, right? Yeah, they're right. You'd be so, a tough mountain to move at that point. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> you'd have the small guy with with the Napoleon complex, right? Sure. You want to try something, but mostly I, I managed to talk my way out of a lot of situations. So interesting. I've heard that. I've heard yeah. cops say that too. Is like you a lot, talking can go a long way, but I guess yeah. some guys just want to fight. Some guys just want to fight, and then it's like, well, okay. Um, I, I've actually done it a few times where it's like, all right, fine. You want to fight? Fine. Let's take it outside. Right. And they walk outside and then I tell the doorman, Hey, don't let that guy back in. And then I turn and walk back into the bar. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that works. (laughs) Problem solved. (laughs) I did that a few times. Actually, I managed to do that a few times. So that's hilarious. They think, all right, here's my chance. I'm going to, (laughs) Oh yeah. I'm like, Oh, I can't get back. Oh, what the hell? Right. (laughs) And they're standing outside yelling, call me pussy and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, Bye. Have yeah. a nice night. <laughs> I don't give a shit. It's like I'm not, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm not taking a punch for a for my job for for a, for a paycheck. That just doesn't. Although, yeah, for nine bucks an hour. Sure. Like, sure. No. <laughs> Although I have yeah. to imagine there were guys who were in your position who were maybe not, maybe a little more unhinged and maybe looking for a little bit of trouble or or. What do oh you, yeah. 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 No, there were there were definitely guys who uh, uh, I, I watched one guy. It was the weirdest situation. There was there's um, the the guy talking and then another bouncer, mm-hmm. and they were like body language was very just chill. Mm-hmm. They had a problem. They were talking about it, and then all of a sudden another bouncer comes up behind the guy behind the customer and just like puts him into a half Nelson, just oh, throws an arm around, starts God. choking him, and drags him out the door. I'm like, what the, the fuck are you doing, man? <laughs> like he had it under control. Everything right. was fine. You didn't have to do that. Um, but yeah, I've heard lots of horror stories from, from, uh, bouncer buddies of mine that, that, you know, they, they hire some guy and he just, some guy gets in his face and it's just bang, just knocks him out. <sighs> I'm like, no, that's the, that's the wrong way to do it. 
So is there any kind of like training or how, what's the, what's the first day of the job or like, what's the pre-job meeting like, like what's kind of the objective there? Um, so through the Alberta Gaming and Liquor Commission, they do have a training uh, system called Protect, mm. uh, which is basically they they uh, teach you about how to identify people when they're they've had too much to drink, okay. or you know when they're when they're about to start shit, you mm. know something like that. How to how to properly check IDs and and that kind of thing. Okay. Um, but as far as like physical training, not really. Mm. Um. I was I, I I had heard rumors that they were going to start something. There's going to be more uh, training for for security for bouncers mm. uh, because I I actually um, talked to a cop once. I I, I was working in uh, Morinville, and uh, I actually went and spoke to an RCMP officer, and I was like, "What can I do? What can't I do?" Kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? And the cop the cop actually said like, if, "If the guy's being an asshole and and you know won't leave." He's he says it's cool for me to as a bouncer to like, you know, not strike him, but like grab him mm-hmm. and get him out of the bar. Sure. He said that's okay. Um, but then the cop actually told me that that as an officer, he would never work as a bouncer. And I was like, What do you mean? And he's like, That's just too scary of a job, man. What? I'm like, You're a fucking cop. <laughs> and he's like, Yeah, but I got armor and I got a gun and I got all this shit. And sure. You have a t-shirt. And I'm like, mm, yeah, okay. Good point. Yeah. And but, too uh, much liability, right? Like, let's say you knock that guy out and he hits his head and, and he's brain damaged or something. Is the is the bar going to defend you? You know, like, is your employer going to defend uh, you? That that depends on the bar. Mm. That depends heavily on the bar. Mm. Um, I have heard horror stories like that. I got a buddy who was security and he wasn't even the one that threw a punch. Somebody else, just a random customer, threw a punch. Thank God mm. uh, that it couldn't get back to him. But yeah, he saw some guy just walked up, clocked another guy. He landed on a, I think it was a, a concrete planter and yeah, busted his skull open and, oh. and the guy survived, mm-hmm. but it was like, oh boy. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's scary. That is. And it can all, it, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, once in my life, I saw a friend of mine get knocked out cold in front of a bar and it, it all happened so fast, mm-hmm. you know, and it can unfold. It can go bad very quickly. I suppose you saw that a lot. Oh like, yeah. Escalate. Yeah. It can escalate very quickly. Uh, it's it, there's a lot of times where I was just standing there, just watching everything, and I see two guys talking, and I look away, and then I look back, and one of them's lying on the floor, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh shit, I got to go deal with this," right? <laughs> and I run over and I go deal with it. But it's just, yeah, it's just like a blink of an eye, and one guy's lying on the ground bleeding, and the other guy's standing over him, swearing at him and shit. And I'm like, oh. "Wow, what the hell?" So. <laughs> Yeah, after about five years of that, I was like, you know what? This is too much. It's enough. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my my weekends are almost shot because I'm working every Friday and Saturday night. It's like, right. Hey, five you know. years, you had your fun. Exactly. I had my fun. I, I, I got hit on a lot, so we're good. Right on. It's probably you know? pretty satisfying. <laughs> I once saw a bouncer just pick up a guy like he was a little guy. He just like picked him up under one arm and just walked him out. Like, oh, that's pretty <laughs> yeah. satisfying. <laughs> It it is yeah uh, I've I've done that a few times where it's it's uh, actually I had a guy come in he tried to give me a hug I don't know why he was really drunk mm. and yeah same thing I just grabbed him and I spun him around and I literally one hand onto his belt and the other one onto his cuff of his shirt I just lifted him straight up 
and just walked him out the door. That's classic. <laughs> you know, that's literally yeah. when, you, when you think of bouncing somebody, that's it. It's just grab. <laughs> yep, bounce, exactly. Bounce I didn't, I didn't quite heave him, but yeah, it was, it was very like, he got one fuck of a wedgie. I'll say that Oof, it went, hey. uh, it went nice and deep. <laughs> yeah, well, he asked for it. You don't hug the bouncer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't hug the bouncer. You know, um, the craziest one was I, I actually had a chick bite me. Oh. Um, which was really weird because I was I was standing beside the door and these two chicks started getting into it, like just tiny little things, buck ten soaking wet kind of thing, right? <laughs> and and they start like throwing punches at each other, just like just like uh, punches, right? Right. So I step in between, I separate them. I'm like, what's going on? I got one arm out like this, trying to stop them from hitting each other. Yeah. I got one chick behind me, and the other one's here, and I'm trying to talk to this one. Right. And then the one that's standing behind me. All of a sudden, just grabs onto my arm and just ah, just like bites me in the back of my arm oh. right here. Now, luckily, I was wearing a leather jacket. Oh, okay. So, so it didn't it didn't puncture anything, but I still f- felt it. And I looked at her. I'm like, "What the fuck?" And I just I grabbed her by the arm and I threw her out the door. <laughs> um, <laughs> like literally, I just, just yeah. boom, out the door. There she went. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a crazy lifestyle, and uh, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. And and people are not at their best in those situations, you know, the the patrons. No, no, not at all. They think they are. Um, they feel on top. They of the think world. they are. Yeah, but they're really not. Um, although I I do take a perverse pleasure now in uh, <laughs> well, at least pre pre COVID. Sure. Um, I used to go and just walk down White Ave at like. 1 o'clock in the morning and just watch all the stupid i uh, know i didn't have to deal with it <laughs> you know so that's kind of yeah, nice. yeah. I, i've been there too where it's like you know for whatever reason you're deciding not to drink or you're picking somebody up dd it's like look at these people yeah you know and i've been that exactly i've been on the other side of that i've been the slug like out in the street you know look at me but yeah boy it's you, you don't see it when you are in it you know yeah exactly that's exactly it so I got, I'm curious too about the martial arts. If we could chat about that mm-hmm. a bit, um, how long sure. you how long you been doing that? Uh, I've been doing Muay Thai for eight years now, almost okay. eight years. Uh, I've been teaching for about six. Okay. Uh, so yeah, and then I, I did a little bit of Taekwondo when I was a kid, mm. uh, when I was a teenager. But yeah, I've been doing the the Muay Thai kickboxing. Kind of, kind of doing a little bit of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu whenever mm. I have time. But uh, with the school, it's, man, it's really hard. So I've just been focusing on the Muay Thai. And then when school's done, start sure. doing the, the jujitsu again. Right on. Well, so, what, yeah. what, uh, like, I've always thought about, I mean, I, I listen to a fair bit of Joe Rogan. So he's always on about martial arts and, and the importance of mm-hmm. it. And I, I know it'd be useful just to be for self-defense and that sort of thing. But what, mm-hmm. what kind of prompted you to get into it? Like, was it just a family thing or... Uh, kind of a family thing. I've I've loved martial arts ever since I was a kid. Mm. Um, I think I was seven or eight, and my dad showed me my first Chuck Norris movie, mm. which I remember uh, it was. Uh, oh, what's called the Octagon? Okay, I think was my first Chuck Norris movie, and that's nice. when I was like, I want to do karate. <laughs> um, yes. And then and then uh, I, I I we there wasn't really a karate school in the town I was in, not a good one anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my dad enrolled me in Taekwondo. I did that for a couple of years. Okay. Um, and then I moved from, uh, this, this is in British Columbia. And then I moved to Alberta and the small town we we're living in didn't have any kind of martial arts at all. So mm. I couldn't really continue my training. Uh, and then it wasn't until I moved into the city and I met my wife 
and uh, her sister got married. Okay. And her, her sister's husband is a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu at the school that I, that I train oh. at now. And when they got married, I was the MC of their wedding. But also more than that, I practically like on the day I was the, I was the guy. I made sure that they had their fun and any problems, any questions, any, anything I dealt with. Okay. So as payment, as payment for that, uh, they paid for the first three months of my training. And then, nice. yeah. Uh, and then I, I continued on from there cause I fell in love with it. I was like, yeah, this is awesome. So that's yeah. a cool way. That's a cool way to get in kind of, again, sort of serendipitous, you know, you did the right thing and then you got a f- kind of a foot in the door. Exactly. And, and that's the thing. As soon as I showed interest, like once I, once I realized I was good at it mm-hmm. and my instructor saw that I was good at it and I, I expressed to him like, Hey, if you ever want to teach or want me to teach kids classes, because he mm-hmm. didn't have kids Muay Thai at the time mm-hmm. because of the way the schedule lined up, he couldn't, cause he taught all the classes. He doesn't, he didn't have an instructor before I started Well, at least the instructor who did a, a different, like uh, the, the Muay Thai, he just had adult Muay Thai. Mm. So then when I expressed interest in teaching, he was just like, yes, yes, right now, let's do it. I will get you in and we'll get you a class. And yeah, so. And so that's, yeah. so you teach martial arts. Is that like your full-time gig right now or it's a side gig or? Oh, it's a side gig. Okay. Yeah, just Mondays and Wednesdays. Okay. Uh, I teach. I still have a full-time job in construction. <laughs> well, but uh, hey, you're, yeah. on, you're, you're on your way out of that. You're on yeah, your- and that's what my that's what my wife keeps telling me. It's it's temporary. Mm-hmm. It's it, you know it's only going to be for a couple more, you know, months, years, mm-hmm. however many. Like that's kind of the five year plan is cool. to stick with this, and then just slowly build up. You know, unless who knows, I might meet that producer, that creator who's like, hey, I need a screenwriter, and you're awesome. I'll hire you. <laughs> it could happen, man. I mean, you. It, it could happen. I hear you say it and it's like, that sounds, I don't, I don't think it sounds ridiculous, but I could see how you, it might sound ridiculous and you yourself might not even believe it, but you, I think you just have to pursue it because that's, that's what's meaningful to you. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like there's uh, what's, I, I'm, I'm not a particularly religious man. I don't believe in religion mm-hmm. personally. I'm, I believe in God, but not religion so much. Sure. Um, but I, I am the type where it's like I put it out into the universe mm. and then I keep working towards it. And that's that's kind of how I feel about about being on this podcast right now because it was my martial arts training that led me to to Chris calling my school and then working with Chris led me to you mm-hmm. and now, you know, like this whole in kind of thing, right? Because I was thinking about it, like Chris, like the, the the school that I teach at, there are five different Arashidos in the oh. Edmonton area, hmm. right? He could have called any of them, right? He could have called any of the other dozens of martial arts schools that are in Edmonton, right? I, I'm, you know, there's there's got to be at least four or five dozen different kinds of martial arts schools that he could have called, and he didn't. He called my school, who passed it off to me, who then I went and worked with him and met you, and hmm. yeah. So, I mean, it's, you never know. I might, I might, uh, you know, I might meet a producer buddy of yours who's like, hey, I have this show and you'd be a great writer and come and, you know, write on the show. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting. Hey, that interesting chain of events that got you. And again, like I, 
I, I've said some things to you like, oh, I'm trying to get you to help me here, help me there. And it hasn't worked out yet. And I, I mm-hmm. hate doing that. Like I seem like a fraud or whatever. But no, no, not at all. And I, I'm like, oh, I, I really hate it. I'm like, I'm texting you like, oh, I know this producer. I'm like, God, what a douchebag I am. I know a producer. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do. And I, I, I will try and connect you with some people when the time comes, you know? <laughs> yeah. See, and that's just it. When the time comes, it's going to happen. It mm-hmm. might not happen tomorrow. Yep. It might not happen next month eventually I'm going to get that phone call and it's going to be, Hey, you know, Patrick gave me your number, said you were interested in learning about being a producer, wanted mm-hmm. to know more about it. And then, you know, that's, that's, that's my foot in the door. Right. Um, yes. You never know. You, you, you know, never know. Right. That's kind of what my whole career has been is just never say no and like take any opportunity within reason. And, <laughs> and like, uh, there is something to what you said about you put it out in the universe or if you, if you, I, I think it's something like if you seek, you'll find like that, that is a biblical thing. Seek yeah. and ye shall find. There's something to that. If you're always looking, always putting, always repeating to yourself it, I don't know about manifesting it, but it, you eventually align yourself with that, that star, you know, that goal. Exactly. And, and that's the thing. It's not, you don't sit back and let the universe take over. That's not how it's going to happen. You keep doing it. Hmm. And then eventually the universe is going to kind of, bring everything together that you need mm-hmm. to put you where you're supposed to go or where you want to go. Absolutely. Right? So it's yeah. something like some kind of momentum thing. Like if you start rolling, then things start to come into your orbit. They start to roll with you. Like uh, Chris, Chris calling that martial arts school. It, that's pretty crazy actually. Yeah, it really is. Like <laughs> it's, it's like I said, he could have called one of, I'm pretty sure there's like, uh, I'm not even sure 50, 60 different martial arts schools in the Edmonton area. Mm-hmm. Like including St. Albert's, Bruce Groves, Stony Plain, sure. wherever. Like there's sure. lots of them, but he called mine, and, how? and it just happened right. that you know that I was a film student and I wanted to do this, and yeah, that's the thing is like how many of those martial arts schools have a film student in them? Exactly. Maybe maybe five, maybe three, maybe one. Maybe you're the one. It, maybe I'm the one. Who knows? <laughs> right? Um, yeah. It's it's just one of those things. Like you never. It's it it's just it's serendipitous. Mm-hmm. Do you, so, yeah. have you, have you met any resistance like from your family or other friends when they say, Oh, film school, what are you going to be Steven Spielberg? Or, you know, what one guy said, what are you going to art school for? Are you going to paint my toolbox? Like, do you, you know what I'm getting wow. at here? Yeah, that's <laughs> I do. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I haven't, I haven't met any resistance, but the thing is, I don't give a fuck. Um, nice. if they, if they do tell me that it's going to be, bye. I'll see you when I'm holding my Oscar and <laughs> nice. I'll make, I'll make sure to flip you off while I'm there. Like, you know, I, I don't, uh, yeah, no, I, I don't listen to, I, I try not to, to be negative. That's something that my, my wife is actually really good at, uh, beating into my head mm. is like, stay positive. Don't mm. listen to the negative. Don't listen to the haters. You know, they, they don't control you. You control you. Yes. Right. And I'm like, yes, yeah, that's exactly it. And, and yeah, no, I, if, if I were to hear any negativity, it'd be like, okay, that's that's your opinion cool right yeah thanks so, for the input yeah you know <laughs> so, yeah but actually exactly not thanks but it's funny because <laughs> so much of it is like whatever they say has nothing to do with you really it's, it's something to do yeah. with with them inside i would think yeah here's this guy well that's just it going for his dream yeah. in some exotic profession fuck this guy i hate him i'm jealous yeah 
Well, that's just it. It's jealousy. It's like they they can't reach their dreams for whatever reason, even though they can. <laughs> they just have to take the first step, right? right? Uh, what's that? That uh, Confucius, I think. You know, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, right? You, you take got, that step. You got to start. Um, yeah, you got to start. Unfortunately, like for me, I think the first step was getting fired from my job. Oh yeah. To be quite honest, um, because for the last probably three years before that I was miserable. Oh, right. And I, I'd been thinking about quitting for a long time. Um, I wanted to right? like the job was, was very stressful. Mm -hmm. And I, I just like, honestly, Sunday nights, I hated Sunday oh, nights yeah. because Sunday I was like, Oh my God, what am I going to have to deal with tomorrow? How many emails do I have? How many phone calls? Right? Like all this stress. And, and I, but I didn't want to leave the job because it did pay well. And, uh, you know, there was, uh, you know, um, it, it just, I was, I was comfortable and I didn't want to take that first step. Right. And then that's when, that's when the universe said, no, 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 no. Here's that first step. You're fired. Do something, <laughs> do what you have to do now. Interesting. So, it knew you, it knew yeah. you needed, or you, you put yourself in a position where you, you needed that push, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I needed that push. If I, I, I honestly think if I had, if I was still with that other job, I probably wouldn't be going to the film school. No. You know, I may have met, I may have met Chris. Sure. I may have done the fight and, and met you, but I don't think I'd be going to film school right now. Hmm. Right. Because, because me being fired got me the severance pay that I needed, which got me the, the school. Interesting. So, yeah. So you, you must've been with that company. What you say three years? Or how long? Uh, no, I was with them for eight, eight and a half. Oh, eight, because you got a pretty big payout that was enough for tuition. Yeah, I got uh, I got I got four months severance. I don't okay, know. so yeah, so it was it was enough to cover. Uh, we 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 I think we used the first uh, we used half of it for the first couple of semesters, mm -hmm. and then uh, I just got student student line of credit for the last of it. Mm -hmm. But because um, we we paid off some debts and bills and stuff for the severance as sure. well. But uh, but yeah, it's it's all just kind of that was the first step that I took to doing what I want to do. Right. I don't want to do construction anymore. I love construction. Like mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I, I really enjoy it. It's a good skill set to have, mm -hmm. but I don't want to, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> that's, but that's interesting. You were in, in that industry and you, I think you hit on it. You were comfortable, you know, the bills were paid yet. You, you knew where the meals were coming from. You knew what you had to do tomorrow, but something inside you was, was dying. It sounds like it wasn't satisfying. Yeah. It wasn't even, even just doing the couple of videos that I was doing here and there kind of helped mm. a little bit to, to, to break it up, but no, it was, it was just a lot of stress. And, and even since I got fired, like I started my new job, mm -hmm. in which I actually get paid more for doing less, like for having less responsibility. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought so. <laughs> right. Less stress, more money. All right, cool. Uh, but no, my, my, after the first, like probably month, month and a half, mm -hmm. two months, uh, my wife and my, my, uh, my family were just like, dude, you're so much like you're, you're so much more happier. Wow. Right. There's less stress in your life. You're not, you're not as angry. Like there was a time when I was just angry, mm -hmm. right. I was just constantly like my, my anger would just flip out a little bit. Mm. Um, I, you know, I'd apologize for it of course afterwards, but, but since then, like, it's just been just been woo, right just smooth sailing <laughs> right because so. whatever's whatever's inside you or what i mean i am always trying to put big philosophical descriptions on these things but what does it feel like to mm -hmm. you when you when you change into that new job you were just the stress was gone you were you were at least closer to doing what you felt like you should be doing or 
Yeah. It's a, it just felt great. Mm. You know, like I can, I actually enjoy my weekends now. Mm. Right. I, I turn off my phone. I mean, unless I'm on call, mm. um, I, I am on call sometimes, but other than that, you know, like I turn off my phone, I don't look at it. Um, I, I don't have to worry about it. Like Monday morning I go to work and, and I just go to work mm-hmm. and they tell me where I'm going to go and what I'm going to fix. And I go and I go and do that and cool. that's it. Right. So, so what, yeah, what trade is it that you're doing or what line of work exactly? Um, I work for uh, Callaway property restorations. Okay. We do uh fire flood, asbestos mold, gotcha. that kind of thing. Gotcha. And uh, my job is, is general carpenter. Mm. So the guys go in and like, say we have to, uh, there's a, there's an apartment complex, uh, downtown that we've been working in for a while. Mm. And it's a, it's a, uh, 18 story apartment complex and they're replacing all of the, the, uh, sewer drain lines. Right. So we basically take a line, like say it's the O twos. So there's one Oh two, two Oh two, three Oh two, all the way up to 18. We have to open up the wall the plumbers go in, remove the pipe, and I have to fix it afterwards. Hmm, so I go gotcha. in and I do all the all the framing, the drywalling, the mudding, taping, painting, baseboards, tile, whatever, whatever they need me to do, I go and do it. Hey, so, that's that's good, honest work, man. Yeah, it is, and it, it's it's a great skill set for me because, um, like, I own my own house now, so I know that anything in the house I can fix it. Cool, right? And and if I can't fix it, I know that I have the contacts in the industry to help me fix it for a much cheaper rate than uh, someone else could be. Right. Cause I have a lot of favors built up and it's like, Hey buddy, come and come and do this for me. And I'll buy a case of beer kind of thing. Right. Nice. So, Hey, that, yeah. Knowing the right people is, is worth a hell of a lot. You know? Yeah, exactly. Because the and average, then I also have my, go ahead. I say the average guy like me would just get screwed in the ass calling a plumber at full rate to fix my toilet, which I could probably fix myself if I just read a, an article <laughs> or two. Yeah. Read an article. Call, call, or you know, watch a YouTube video. Right. Um, you can call me now. I can call know, Trevor. Hey, yeah, number. Hey, perfect. Yeah. Call Trevor. Give me a call. I'll come, I'll come help you out. Uh, <laughs> just me. But no, though. sometimes that's what I do. Just, just, just you. Yeah. People not, no one this. else. No, exactly. We can't, no, we can't no, sell the other, you short like that. <laughs> yeah. No, the other, the other two people listening. No, you can't, <laughs> you can't call me. <laughs> God damn you. There's at least 12. <laughs> Sorry, 12. That's okay. Sorry. That's funny. <laughs> hey, but that, that video of, uh, that you sent me where it's, you fixing the what was it the the screw pop in the wall or whatever oh yeah you saw that yeah hey that was cool <laughs> no <laughs> yeah with the talk that's house. that's one of the ones i did for them yeah yeah i figured and like but the focus like did you shoot that all yourself i did everything myself yeah i shot it myself i edited it myself i did the talking house like right i did all of that because the focus so. was good the color was good like it looked really good i thought oh good yeah excellent <laughs> That's my professional. That's what I want to hear. It looked good. You know, good. (laughs) Good. Because the the last thing I want is like, oh, there's this you can fix and this you can fix. I'm like, oh, oh, oh." no, No, but if it was good, I mean, yeah, shut up. I don't want to know that. No, no, no negativity. No. No. Well, just a little bit. Did, um, Mm, yeah. yeah, Okay. Do you ever think about maybe doing that as a, as a, like a, like a property tutorials, like property restoration or fix it? I'm sure there's a huge, I'm sure that's just YouTube to the max, but like, have you ever thought of maybe doing yeah. more like that? Um, I kind of thought about it. Like originally when I started with uh, the Toronto film school, mm-hmm. my plan was to do 
very similar to what you're doing with North Bank Media, mm. where you're doing uh, uh, content creation for for businesses, right? Sure. So my my plan was to do something very similar, mm. but take it one step further and actually work with charities and with uh, not for profit organizations. Oh, okay. Right. Because um, like I'm I'm heavily involved with the uh, uh, Kids with Cancer Society. Right. And uh, I actually, I, I now uh, just recently started doing their videography for any events and stuff like that that they have. Nice. Right. So my original plan was to start my own company, uh, again, very similar to yours, but try to try to set it up as a, as a uh, not-for-profit organization so that I could make the videos for, for charities and for not-for-profits mm. at a much cheaper rate. Right. Cause like, you know, those, those content creation videos are, they're expensive. Oh yeah. Right. They're, they're stupid expensive. So I figured if I could get like an, uh, set it up as a not-for-profit, something like that, maybe get some government grants or subsidies or whatever, then I could just make all that stuff for different charities and hmm. help them keep their costs down, especially during COVID because sure. during COVID, you know, like the, the kids with cancer society, a lot of their, um, their fundraising comes from events that are group events. Right, right. Dinners and auctions and whatnot. So when when that all stopped, hmm. their their revenue stream, like yes, they get their their government subsidies and and corporate you know sponsors and or um, corporate help and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of their money comes from donations, right? Absolutely. And 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 fundraising and stuff. So when they don't have that, things like their promotional videos and stuff are are they can't they can't do it. They can't budget that because they don't have the money. Right, hmm. but they still need to get their their business out there. They still want to help people. They still need to get their videos out so people know about them. Right, 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 right. So that's why I was like, I want to, I want to help with that. So, so, so did you approach yeah. kids with cancer with that in mind, or how did you get hooked up with them? So I actually got hooked up with them through my previous work. Okay, my, my previous job. Uh, they they had some events. I've been helping kids with cancer for. 2021 uh about five years now okay four years i've been i've been just helping them out volunteering with different events and getting to know them and, and getting to know the people and then you know when i started doing film school i was like hey i need the i need the practice mm-hmm. you guys need the help let's help each other and they were they were totally on board and they said yeah let's do it they they really like me um as far as i know they keep telling me they like me so they keep <laughs> having me back so um, sounds like they as far like as i know them. it's all good <laughs> sounds like they like me yeah i think so uh, but yeah, and then they, they, just, uh, they, they said, Hey, do you want to do this? Like, or let's, let's do this. And I was mm-hmm. like, sure. So yeah. Right on. So that was the original plan. But then, but then, you know, I started going through the writing classes and I realized that, holy shit, I'm actually really good at this. So <laughs> maybe I want to do this. So beautiful. That's interesting, man. It's, you're on yeah. the, you're on the, the right path. It sounds like. I think so. I hope so. It's refreshing to, 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 to bump into somebody just out of the blue and be like, Oh, this guy's living a whole friggin' life. <laughs> yeah you know? yeah exactly what's um yeah what's kind of the future looking like for you like what's kind of i know you said you got a five-year plan but what is i mean you're gonna mm-hmm. finish film school finish this music video what's kind of what's the big plan what's the big hope here well the big hope right now is to do my tv show mm-hmm. do my comedy western and then go on from there. Like I said, I've got, I've got a million ideas in my head. Mm. Um, I literally just need the funding. <laughs> I just need the money. Right. And then I can, I can do what I want to do and, and make movies and, and make TV shows. And, mm. and uh, you know, I've got a lot of ideas in my head 
about different genre, not just comedy, which is one of my mainstays. I love comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a huge Mel Brooks fan. Oh, huge, <laughs> huge Mel Brooks fan. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, the, the idea is to just entertain people. That's the, that's the plan. That's the wish. Interesting. So, yeah. Well, Hey man, if there's like, send me some scripts or if there's anything, I, again, here I go talking big, but if, if there's something we can do, let's, let's keep in touch and see if we can get something done. Well, that's, that was the other reason I wanted to, to, to make sure to keep in touch with you is because you are a DP. So it's like, Hey, I have this show. Mm-hmm. I need help, <laughs> you know? Uh, and actually for, for the, the final semester next year, mm. um, I, I do have to have a short film. Made. Okay. Uh, so I was like, yes, once I know, once I can find out a budget and, and stuff like that, I totally want to hire you to come and help me film it. Well, Cause be- I've seen how you work. I've seen how you work and I'm like, yeah, I like the way you work and you're collaborative and you, you're seem like a nice guy. So, you know, <laughs> let's, let's work together. <laughs> Absolutely. And all the better if there's a budget. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's the big thing, right? Any, any budget is better than I'm not knocking Chris. Yeah we all signed up for what it was, but that, I mean, a little bit of money goes, but he spent money on other things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. He had that professional makeup artist come in. True. Who, I mean, man, she made those kids look, look like they were fucked up. Pretty beat up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the one guy with the broken nose, I was like, Oh, Oh damn. Right. That looks like he got punched in the nose, <laughs> you know? So for it's sure. crazy. And that reminds me when yeah. you, when you do get into your music video or your short film next year, Mm-hmm. production design, set decorating and makeup. Like those were things that I never, like I did a feature film in 2015 and I, the makeup was awful. I put no thought into set design or, or, you know, set decoration of any kind. I barely knew what I was yeah. doing with lighting, but then I worked on some other things. I was like, Oh shit, they're putting thought into like, what's on the walls. What, what's the, what, what colors are the, are the characters wearing? You know, like it's, yeah, there's so many levels in the film that you need to take control of. So just, I guess, keep that in mind too. Yeah, there's there's so many moving parts that you just you don't think about mm-hmm. when you're just writing. Right. Right. Um, I actually I'm not sure if you're familiar with the TV show The Good Place. I don't think so. No. No. Um, have you have you seen Brooklyn Nine Nine? Yeah. Or the sure. Parks and Rec. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So the the same guy that created Brooklyn Nine Nine and Parks and Rec, okay. he did a show called the, the Good Place. Okay. And and it's it's amazing. If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. Go watch it. It's fantastic. Okay. Um. But they, they also do a podcast and, and uh, it's, it's hosted by one of the actors. Okay. Um, and what he does is he sits down with not just the actors, not just the writers or producers. He actually sits down with the set decorators, with the costumers, oh, cool. with makeup artists, with everybody, right? So, so there's a lot of things that I picked up from, hmm. from that where I'm like, oh, that's really cool. That's a, I, never, I never thought about you know, set decorating or, uh, you know, how someone's wardrobe, their, their costume could express how they're feeling in that particular moment. Hmm. Right. So, so listening to that, I've listened to that podcast, I don't know, six or seven times already the whole thing through. And, um, yeah, it's, it's really, really awesome. That's really cool. So that's, yeah. The creator of the show sits down with these people from different departments. So it's, it's actually one of the actors. His name is Mark Evan Jackson. Gotcha. Right. Um, and, and, but he has sat down with the creator, Mike Shure mm. and, and talked about it, right. About oh. the show and about the creative process and everything. And there's, there's a lot of it that I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. That's why I, I, I keep telling people, they're like, what do you want to do? Like, what's the ultimate goal? The ultimate goal is to become the next Mike Shure. 
Okay. That's, that's my plan, right? I want to be that guy. I want to be the guy that, uh, that uh, uh, creates something that entertains people. That's the goal. Hey, I love it. I love to hear that. Yeah. This is cool. I'm going to check this out. A podcast. That's a great idea as like a companion to a, to a movie or a show. Do a podcast with yeah. the people that created it. Yeah. It's, it's such a good idea. Like, you know, there's lots of podcasts about, about the show by guys like you and me, where mm-hmm. we just watch the show right. and we analyze it from our either experienced or non-experienced, you know, ways. But, but yeah, that's the only one that I've ever seen that actually meets with actors with the, the producers the writers cool. the lighting guys like everything like that it's it was really really informative for me beautiful yeah so that's awesome trevor like i do appreciate your time man it was great to get to get to know you a little bit more and i hope this is the first of of many more conversations to come yeah hey anytime you need someone to, to fill in let me know and i'll uh, jump back on right yeah <laughs> <laughs> sure yeah you're, you're the you're the first call and so you know what it was is her son her son fell off a sea can, broke both arms. Oh, and oh she, my God. She's like, do you mind? I was like, no, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, priorities. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. First of all, how old is the son? Do you know? Uh, I don't know. If, young, like, a you know, 10, maybe 11 kind of thing. Okay. Why is he on a sea can? <laughs> and look, how did he fall off? Listen, <laughs> like, she's coming on the God. show next week. We're going to find out all about it. But yeah, questions need to be asked. I think it, I think it was kid, kids being kids, you know, a group of kids gets together and we're all going to jump off the sea can, you know. Yeah. You know, my my brain, I I have I have a really gross brain. My my brain just like who's going to wipe his butt? He's got well, two broken arms. You know. You know. <laughs> I know. We're going to ask her all it's about It's probably going to be mama. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be mom. <laughs> yeah. So mom, how do you wipe his ass? Right. Um, please no, tell me about Well, please tell me. Have you ever been cri- <laughs> have you ever been crippled or injured to the point where you had to no, no, <laughs> no cool. I've never, I've never, you know, that's the thing. I'm, I'm 37. I've never broken a bone in wow. my body. I've, I've never done it. And I've done some stupid shit. Um, I, I, uh, the quick story before we end up, no, sure. um, I was, I, I was, uh, <laughs> this is a couple years ago. I think I was like uh, 26, 27. And, um, I was helping my uncle tear down some, some old barns on his yard, okay. some old sheds. And there was one shed. Uh, we had what, one wall left. And I couldn't, I couldn't get it down. It wouldn't pull down. I couldn't get in there. I couldn't cut it. I, I couldn't, it wouldn't come down. And we had a shed right next to this single wall that wasn't coming down. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll climb up onto the roof of the shed and I'll just push the wall with my feet. Okay. Right. And I was pushing and pushing and it wouldn't go. Hmm. It wouldn't go. The wood was so like old and rubbery. It was just, it just kept bouncing back. So I had to I, I, I was pushing and pushing and pushing. I was trying to push off. And as I was doing it, I was pushing with my hands off the roof. And I was trying to get it to the point that okay. pushed the wall over, <laughs> but not follow the wall. Right. And I got to this point and I was just like, okay, I'm at the point of no return. Mm. I either follow the wall down mm. or I figure out another way. And I was just like, ah, fuck it. And I pushed off the other roof as hard as I could. And I managed to get my feet like a, like a surfer. And I just rolled the wall, bang, till it fell down. That is epic. And I just landed on my feet and my uncle looked at me and he's like, what the, what the fuck? How did you do that? <laughs> like, I don't know. It was, it was fun though. I was like, where's the damn camera? Like, yeah, no kidding. Shit. Did your uncle at least <laughs> yeah. like see fully what he, what you did? 
Yeah, yeah, he was standing right there. Okay, He's standing there with his with his little granddaughter, and they're both just like, "What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> That's some Spider Man so, shit." Yeah, but but again, I've never broken a bone. I've done crazy wow. shit like that all my life. I've never broken a bone. I've sprained stuff and sure. I injured myself, but but nothing serious that I was in a cast for any period of time. Wow. So, yeah. Well, it's not fun. I've broken three or four, and it's just brutal. And that yeah, it, it I takes can imagine. You, yeah, it takes you out because that that limb just can't move. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously, I'm not a fucking doctor, but it's 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 not it's no it's not good. supposed to move. It's not, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, man, this was great. Uh, I hope, like I said, I hope this is the first of a, a you know a, a beautiful friendship or a working collaboration or, or whatever it may be. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for having me on your podcast. It was really awesome. My pleasure. Thank you, and thanks for listening. All right. Cool, man. Thank you for listening to the North Bank Media Podcast. If you enjoy this conversation, please subscribe on YouTube and give us a like. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe as well and leave a five-star review.